All right, sorry for the late start, ladies and gentlemen, but here we are anyway. Uh, you'll notice that Amanda is not with us uh, tonight yet. Um, she ran into some pretty nasty traffic on the way home and may not even be able to join us. But that's part of the problem when you live in a major metropolitan area. So anyway, we're going to do uh, the best we can to take you through tonight's show. Uh, the first thing we want to hit tonight is important news coming out of Southeast Asia, specifically the country Myanmar. Uh, our friends and partners at the Turtle Survival Alliance um, have spent the last three days uh, responding to the confiscation of approximately 800 endangered big-headed turtles, uh, the species known as Platysternum megacephalum. Uh, the incident took place in a border town of Thailand and Myanmar, and uh, these turtles are being cared for, uh, triage, etc., and the, the plan is to hopefully get them back out into the wild as soon as possible. Uh, I mean, I don't know about you, Anthony, but for me, I feel like we're getting, uh, it's almost like nightmares back to the... Uh, Back to the Palawan incident, albeit we're literally talking only about a fifth of the size. Right, a fifth of the size. And with, with, the, um, with the Palawan incident, uh, with the uh, Palawan forest turtle, um, Simenrachiella latensis, that turtle, there was only thought to be like, there was thought to be less in the wild than, than what they found on these poachers. So... Um, that was a little more devastating in that way, but I think what's been super devastating for this specific incident is now you have to triage and care for all these big-headed turtles that are just thrown together. Um, <laughs> it's very hot, and they're all very cramped, and this species uh, is well-known for, for being uh, a cool water-loving species. They need cool water uh, to survive and thrive, and... Um, and they also don't do well with others. They don't play nicely with others. So now you've got 800 of these crammed together, um, and they're basically just dying on each other. Uh, and then to be to have to step in and do something is I can't even imagine having to save five of them, let alone more than 800. So my heart goes out to them. I really feel for them, but I can't even imagine what they're going through right now, trying to help those things. It's amazing. Uh it, it is. Um, Callier Platt, who I've um, gotten to meet actually at the TSA conference, she's the TSA program coordinator in Myanmar, and she actually won last year's Baylor um, Colonian Award for Conservation. Um, so uh, they're in great hands uh, with, with a great leader there. And um, if you want to help pitch in and help TSA out, um, Please, uh, on our Facebook page, on their Facebook page, there uh, is a post about this. There are links where you can go and contribute financially to help them provide materials for building enclosures, providing transportation, medical care, anything. Um, so if you, um, if you feel like uh, you want to pitch in, that's one way you can go do that. Um, you know, this is the scary part. Anthony too is you know there are so many of these stories that don't get uh, quite as big public publicity thanks in some ways thankfully because they're not as many animals but these confiscations happen way too often uh, for the long-term security of our favorite uh, favorite reptile friends yeah if, if everyone was getting caught then it wouldn't people wouldn't be doing it as much as they are um, and we still see a lot of animals coming in um, 
obviously everyone knows that uh, Geoemida spangleri, the Vietnamese black-breasted leaf turtle, is something that's very uh, near and dear to my heart. Uh, something that I, a species that I um, am pretty much obsessed with at this point. And that's, that's, uh, a, that's an understatement. That's an understatement. It is, it, it is a true statement. It's not, it's not good. There's, there should be a lifetime movie made about how much I love Spangler Eye. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, you start to see these animals being offered all of a sudden as long-term captives and there's quite a few being sold one after another, one, a pair after another pair after another pair, and then another group. Um, and you know that there just aren't that many around, and they're coming in with ticks on them and lesions on the skin, and they only eat invertebrates and won't eat fruit or pellets, um, and basically need to be uh, quarantined and, and um, acclimated, and, and this could mean tube feeding and everything else. So you're buying animals like these big heads or other animals that are um, smuggled in and they're being presented as long-term captives. Of course, the term long-term captive is, is relative. What's long-term? I mean, it's been a long time since I ate lunch yesterday. Um, I, what does long-term mean? Um, and especially when it's, you know, being uh, presented to you by someone who's trying to make a buck um, and, and the animals are being sold for long-term captive prices. So, you know, where a big head turtle might be, you know, $2,000 or more, or um, the black-breasted leaf turtles that I was, was just mentioning might be, you know, $2,000 or $2,500 for a pair. Um, and then just to have to acclimate them or, or unfortunately maybe they die pretty quickly. Um, it's, it's really not helping anyone but the people who are getting the money in their pocket. And it's unfortunate. Uh, yeah. And, and, you know, let's, let's spin back the other direction because I, I think we can yeah. easily get uh, talking about how bleak things are, but the same team who's now helping these, uh, these 800 platy Sternen in Myanmar um, recently, if you pay attention to the TSA's newsletter, um, we also got told a story of some success that was happening in Myanmar. Uh, and, you know, Kaliar Plot's team also recently transferred uh, several Marinia Ocelata to a recently established assurance colony and so um, there, there's hope for this species that is uh, endemic to Myanmar and, and are considered to be fairly endangered as well be again decimated by the illegal wildlife trade um, little is known about these species but now that there's a many of them in an assurance colony we can hopefully learn something uh, about them as well watching them um, kind of go about their behavior in a, in a natural environment in their home country. I love this. I, I love when I got this. Check out this kid with the hat in that picture. Kid is awesome. He's so gangster. <laughs> like, that's how I feel when I do something good for turtles right there. Maybe that he'll kid. be 69320 uh, someday, too. I, I hope he will because I'll have him on my men's league basketball team. But I'll tell you something right now, that kid with that V-neck and that sideways hat, oh my gosh. That kid just saved some turtles. You know it. You can see the look on his face. He knows it. We all know it. <laughs> just saying. But yeah, and I don't mean to be negative like Steve points out. I mean, I am. I'm 
a social worker by trade and I like turtles in my free time. So that pretty much makes me a cynic by nature. Um, by, by default, I have to be cynical, but I actually am pretty optimistic at my core. Um, like I said, some of that dies every day, a little piece of that dies every day, but, um, there is a lot of good going on. And I think just even, even this conversation right now, the reason I bring up the bleak stuff and, and the fact that what happens with these animals, once they do make it through all of the various smugglers and flippers that then take the animals and charge a little more than the last person that they got them for. And they trade hands like on this assembly line. The reason I bring this up, like that is a, that's a positive thing because we're, we're able to share information like this, um, like never before. Um, and you know, the information is right out there for everyone to see. Usually, um, sometimes things change hands before they ever get to the classifieds. And that's why it's important to share the information, but we need to let each other know what we're seeing and, um, kind of alert people who have, uh, the ear of the public so that we can stop uh, supporting that that type of thing because obviously those 800 plus platysternon would not have been smuggled if there was not an opportunity for them to uh, to be sold for um, a profit that made it worth the risk obviously so yeah right. yeah um, yeah the risk the profit the reward I'm all about increasing the risk to try to lessen the reward right Yep. Um, totally agree. And I was talking about that in um, with some, some folks as well. That there are certain animals that are very rare and people who breed them, like if you're, if you're successful enough to breed platysternon, you are in a very select group of people, right? Um, you could count on one hand how many people have done it that, that I know of and, and it's noteworthy every single time. Um, and that's, that's including private breeders, and uh, or, or private breeder that I know of and, and institutions. And uh, it, what happens is those people don't do it for the money, but they also can't keep all the animals they produce. So they will, for a smaller sum of money, usually uh, sell those animals. I'm saying private people for, for species like this. Now there's only one example for Platysternon and he's a wonderful man and a, a wonderful breeder, but um, when, when these rare animals are produced, sometimes they change hands off the classifieds because those people are not, uh, doing it for the money. They don't want their animals broadcasted out there with a price tag. Um, I'm kind of like that. I would much rather, uh, you know, pass one of my hatchlings along for a half or a fourth of the cost of uh, price of what they should be or what they would be in the open market and and to make sure that somebody gets the animal who I can trust who I can talk to in the future and say hey how's, how's how are they doing hey can you give me some measurements on the animal so I can see you know how it stacks up against the ones I'm raising so we could see if the differences in our diet or whatever other um, husbandry things we're, we're providing how that's affecting the growth I can't get that if I sell them in the open market but something to think about is the more of these animals that we can get into the open market on the classified ads, then perhaps the more we uh, kind of publicly uh, reduce the need for, for poaching. And I don't know how sound of an argument this is, but I think it's at least worth, worth considering um, that if everything's changing hands behind the scenes for small amounts of money when they can be out in the open for fair prices and take the place of what's being poached and then 
sold as long-term captives. Just a thought. Well, yeah, there's a, it's a double-edged sword, my friend, double-edged sword for yeah. sure. Um, yeah. And I like to look at the pros and cons of everything and there are pros and cons to this thought and probably everything else tonight that, that we'll talk about, but um, just wanted to throw it out there. No, we talk about it so, so often. Um, and, and I, you know, uh, the, not everything is as black and white as I think our, our human desire would like it to be. Whole lot of gray area going on. Whole lot of gray area. Um, right. You know, <clears throat> talk about hatching, even hatchling platy sternum. Um, if you like pictures of turtles, which I think for most of us sitting here watching this, we like pictures of turtles, right? I like pictures of turtles, yeah. I like pictures of turtles too. And so um, we also talked about the TSA here. So we can support the TSA a little bit. It wouldn't get to them right now. Uh, it'll get to them right at the end of the year before the year's out. But once again, the Turtle Room annual turtle and tortoise calendar is available. Um, once again, we've uh, joined forces with the Turtle Survival Alliance. There are pictures in here from the Turtle Survival Alliance, including a hatchling platysternin megacephalum from the Turtle Survival Center in South Carolina. Um, so uh, part of the proceeds of every calendar sold will be donated from the Turtle Room to the Turtle Survival Alliance before the end of 2013. Uh, we collect it all at once and make one big donation at the end of the year. Um, so if you want to get a cool turtle, turtle calendar, get some really cool pictures and support uh, the TSA um, and the Turtle Room, you can do that all in one fell swoop with uh, this beautiful calendar. And here's a nice big preview of the cover image. Uh, and this is a Rhino Clemmy's Milano Sterna. And everybody oh. goes, is that blue eye real? And we don't know <laughs> those aren't contacts. <laughs> That's the Halloween. That's its Halloween picture. Those things uh, are unreal, aren't they? Oh man! Uh, totally. And so, um, real quick, here's a shot at the inside. There's our June. Um, so, uh, anyway, so that's uh, th this year's calendar cover. Um, again, get yours uh, as soon as possible, and. Uh, uh, we make sure that, that part of your your money that you're paying us for the calendar goes to the TSA. Uh, if you have more questions about that, feel free to email us, and uh, you know we can talk to you more about uh, this combined effort. Can we talk a little bit about that Milano Sterna picture? Now, they're always beautiful. It's not just like this is a beautiful... Uh, you want me to throw it back up here again for you? If you want, I mean, it, it's not like this is just a beautiful individual of like a, a nice species. Like they don't all... They, they're so they're all so amazing, and um, a lot of people haven't had the chance to see them. I've only seen them in, in person one time. Um, they're amazing. They're amazing. And Steve and I had an interesting conversation because we were talking about what uh, what animal and what photo in particular. Because we had a handful of, of wonderful photos that we were considering for the cover image, and this one, and we won't talk about the other ones, but um, this one we. we we get into the conversation of you know what are we trying to portray with the tur with the with the turtle calendar? Um, this is supposed to represent the TSA and the turtle room, so should that have, you know, just should should we take that as an opportunity to show something that's super endangered and and something that's super important to work with? And so we got into the conversation about the situation of 
uh, you know, Rhino Clemmies, Milena Sterna, and and um, there's just not a lot known about their situation, and there needs to be more research done. So we figured that was close enough, and and actually kind of all encompassing for like the situation that many turtles are in. So many of the turtles that we now know are, are super endangered. Uh, just, you know, within the past decade were considered, you know, uh, needing more information or, or things like this. So uh, there's still a lot to learn about the situation of many, many, many turtles in the wild. And that's almost as scary as knowing that they're super endangered because uh, some species we don't do um, enough research on. And then by the time we actually go and look for them in the wild and try to uh, figure out what's going on, um, you know, something has already happened that has, has made it difficult to, to come back from. So I just thought that was something that we should share about, about that species and about that photo. But you're not going to find many turtle species that are more beautiful than that with the yellow and, and that, you know, the blue iris. It's just, it's, it's insane. So uh, most of the rhino clemmies are, are pretty beautiful. And um, there's not a lot, a, a whole lot of attention. Um, on them as far as uh, captive breeding for conservation efforts are concerned. But um, there's, perhaps there should be. There's a lot more to learn about them as well. Rhino clemmies are kind of cool. Yeah, I'd say a so. A lot of pretty turtles in the rhino clemmies genus for those who aren't very uh, familiar with them. <clears throat> right. So, right, right. You know, um, Amanda on uh, our social media post post uh, pitched that you know we were going to have some some fun talking politics in the most turtle and non frustrating way possible is the way she phrased it. And so, <clears throat> what we thought it'd be a fun activity to do is to nominate various different reptiles for political posts. And I have to admit, we were really tempted to just use a bunch of snakes, because isn't that what most politicians are? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Nice. He'll be here all week, ladies and gentlemen. He'll um, be here all week. So uh, we're going to have some fun, and uh, we're really going to miss Amanda on this one, because uh, she had actually done a lot of work uh, to prep for this. Um, but anyway, so we're going to nominate a handful of reptiles for various different uh, political positions and defend why they, we think they'd be a good fit for that post. This is, this is scary. This is scary. I don't and, know enough about politics. I hope your brains help us both because all I've got going for me right now is looks. So definitely out, I'm definitely out of my element here. I just had one come to me, by the way. Just had one come to me. So, uh, let's nominate the Red-Eared Slider for Secretary of State. Okay. Talk about visiting more countries during its tenure than Hillary Clinton Ooh. did during her tenure of Secretary of State. She set a record oh, the Red-Eared Slider would break her record. It is everywhere. That's, that's really good. That's really good. Wow. My joke is always, I say it all the time, and I know it's annoying, but the Red Ear Slider is in more countries than the Super Bowl, so maybe we should nominate them for commissioner of the NFL. I don't know. Yours was better. Uh, 
Of course, you could also consider the red-eared slider due to its invasive nature for um, Commander General of the Army. Okay. <laughs> Not bad. Not bad. The red-eared slider is basically leading the, the second coming of the Crusades right now. This is great. Well, I actually had the red-eared slider down too, and I'll tell you what I was thinking. But I had it also alongside Western Painted for um, the political position that most, uh, well, that many uh, aspiring legislators start their, their legislative career in, which is Board of Education. Because those two turtles, the Western Painted Turtle and the Radar Slider, are the two of the most, are probably the two most studied turtles as far as scientific study. Um, and awesome. am I off on that? No, that that's that's definitely possible. So, you know, some of these older North American species have been studied a lot. Right, right. And I think most of the time when we look at turtles to actually see like their cold tolerance and things like that, the Western painted is in all of those studies and many other studies. And obviously the red ear slider is is pretty easy to find if you're looking to conduct just like a like a generalized turtle study where you're just looking at them to see um, you know how turtles work. Um, so uh, there are a lot of scientific papers that basically are just about the physiology or or our favorite makeup. physiology book on turtles focused spent a yeah. lot of time talking about Western painted. Yeah, right. Exactly. Life that book in is a all shell. About Western. There's yeah. tons of Western painters in that. Here. Right here. You got it there. And we talked about this way back in podcast episode 23. Anthony and I love this book. Love this book. I, I, took, I took the cover off. And the cover is just white with like a turtle. But, but yeah, it's, it's great. There's all sorts of little diagrams explain how basically how turtles work from a, uh, from a different point of view than what we're, what we're usually used to. Um, and <clears throat> it does have a lot in there on Western Painted Turtles. So if there are any Painted Turtle... Um, gurus or, or um, uh, fanatics out there, I recommend that book a lot because you'll get a lot of uh, Painted Turtle specific information that's really meant just to kind of teach us about turtles in general. Um, yeah, yeah so. no doubt. Um, so so I'm going to go one step up from, from your board of education, all right? And, right. you know, the next step up probably is your, you know, your state representative, right? Well, okay. You know, I'm from Pennsylvania, so it's really easy for me to think about PA natives. What better for your Pennsylvania state representative than the ubiquitous Eastern Painted Turtle? No fair, man. That's got to be my state representative. Representative of the people. Of many states. It's a busy legislator. Look at that. Look at that pretty face, huh? This was uh, this was our first, uh, not our first, our second Eastern Painted Turtle when we were um, at uh, at Lake Strauss the first time back in April. Oh, cool! Yeah, before, I think that was a good before, picture to show off. Before the notching. Uh, right. No. Th yeah, this was April, not September. Oh, okay. I was gonna say that there's April, no notches not there yet. Right. So when we um, when we uh, locate a turtle and um, secure one from one of the traps or dip net or sometimes by hand, um, we will notch them um, as part of the study so that when we come back, we know that if we um, have 
caught them before, how they may have moved using the habitat, and also how their um, how their measurements may have changed over time. Uh, basically, just to monitor their progress. Um, so yeah, that one wasn't notched yet. That's what I was. Coming yeah, that to was now. an April catch, not a September catch. So. Okay, when there was actually water, in in the area. Right. Exactly. Yeah, we went back in September. It was it was rough. It was basically just, you know, whole lakes turned into muddy lily pad graveyards. Very rough. It was a fun so day. I'll go. I'll go one on you. So so basically, like a representative of like, so like some representatives get like, I mean. Obviously, they all love the – well, at least they have to act like they love the places they represent. But some have much bigger areas that they oversee than others. At least that's the way it works in Connecticut. So there's some that just, like, oversee, like, a town like Marlboro or something, which is, like – which has, like, a population of, like, four and a half people. And um, for that type of legislator, I would go with uh, the bog turtle, which is actually – uh, native here in Connecticut and the the reason I say this is because their populations are so fragmented and so small um, and sometimes they go completely under the radar um, so to me that's a species that really is kind of super important but it wouldn't be like the state reptile like it, it wouldn't be like the governor of a state or whatever because it's just it's like it's foothold on a geographical area is so small that the, the, the areas where they actually still do um, exist. So that's my thought on the bog turtle. I assume everyone's familiar with them. Very small turtles um, that um, live in areas where there is cool water that, that kind of runs downhill. Um, a wonderful species. Actually, Chris was just in a video. Um, Chris Leone, everyone's favorite person, was just in a video with uh, Kenan Harkin from Camp Kenan, um, where they were looking for bog turtles, and they were unsuccessful, unfortunately. And even more unfortunate, they did find a, a, a empty shell while they were looking. But they found some snapping turtles. That'd some be a good state ones. representative. Yeah. That'd be a good president. Sorry, do you have it's another not, president? It's, not, it's oh. not elite enough. It's not elite enough. Right, it would actually be a good president. I'm going to tell you something. This is no commentary on my actual political stance in the world or political views. I might write in, like where you could write in for a presidential candidate, I might yeah. write in Kelly Drew Serpentina tomorrow. Yeah. And yeah. see if anyone knows that it's a snapping turtle. I'm thinking about it. Yeah, it might be worth a shot. Even better, I might bring one with me to the polling booth. <laughs> that would be interesting. I, I wonder what they'd do if you brought a snapping turtle to the polling place. I wonder if they'd check its ID. <laughs> <coughs> I'm sure someone would try to bring it in and get it to vote. What are you talking about? My brother can't vote? He's angry. He's angry. He didn't have breakfast. That's all. What? He's not a turtle. What, are you kidding me? Let him vote. 
He has a right. I'll 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 circle the ballot for him. I know who he wants to vote for. <clears throat> Angry, leave him alone. You can That's you can give it your um your extra birth certificate. Yeah. Um, for those who don't know, that's an inside joke that I just learned about recently. We'll keep the rest I'll of tell, that one you want private. Me to tell the story. I'll t I'll tell it. You want me you to tell, tell the story? It. You want to tell the yeah, story? Right. This is this is kind of this funny. Is... Although although I hope nobody comes after your mom after this. Oh no, she's no, <laughs> she's done much worse, much worse. I'll tell you the story. I just got done my my. <laughs> I just got done watching old home videos with my mother upstairs. She came over for dinner and we watched some home videos. My family is a friggin' wreck. It's so bad. We are the worst. It's it's we come from a long line of of degenerates. I'm I'm officially breaking the uh, breaking the breaking, mold. Yeah, I am, and because I'm a decent human being, and I don't mean I'm a great human being. I mean I'm just decent, and. Uh, yeah, I'm proud to do so. But I mean, I like turtles. I think that's I, if if any of my past ancestors found turtles, I think they'd be a lot happier in life and probably would have gotten less trouble. And did we just lose Anthony? All right, I think we might have lost Anthony. Not really sure. Hopefully he comes right back here. Um, so that's actually going to be a really funny story. So um, I'm going to let him tell it as soon as, he, as soon as he gets back. Not sure why we're having technical difficulties. And so this is officially the first time I've had to do this now solo. Um, <clears throat> all right. So, yeah, and I'm really not sure where to go next. <laughs> um, man. Normally, I'm trying to be like the third or fourth voice while I'm just, you know, running the controls back here. And so now I'm the one voice. So um, thank you, viewers, for being here with us. If you're actually seeing Anthony and I'm not and I'm talking over him now, I'm really super sorry. Um, so I, I really wish I could bring in somebody like Casey Sterner or one of these other radio hosts who's used to doing solo shows. Um, so anyway... Um, yeah, and Anthony's officially gone now, so I definitely know I'm not talking over him. So <clears throat> while Anthony goes back and figures that out, um, hopefully he'll join us here in a second. <clears throat> um, if you have a particular um, turtle or tortoise species that you'd like to um, throw out as for a specific post... Uh, feel free to give us a shout out on the, the chat area here and um, we'll include your comment. <clears throat> um, all right. Who? Let me pick a topic now. All right, so uh, let's get back to our um, political uh, animals. Some of the other things, uh, you know, we I, I you know joked that uh, politicians are snakes earlier, and so um, there's this endangered species here that I'd like to uh, toss out for one of uh, for a uh, U.S. senator. Um, this is a, an endangered species, but uh, a, just a gorgeous species, the timber rattlesnake. Um, Native here to Pennsylvania and a few other other places as well. Um, 
This is a beautiful and regal species. It's not uh, too aggressive, so it's not going to attack somebody like uh, some of our candidates might. Um, <clears throat> but, I, you know, it's still a snake. It's still a politician, so I guess you got to watch out. Um, timber rattler snake uh, is a... Um, is a uh, kind of a ah oh shoot what's the word I'm thinking of? Uh, it's kind of one of those uh, top species herpetologists like to get to see because um, they do have kind of a while they are widespread across several states they do have a specific habitat typically um, based in the mountains and the even the even a face of a mountain facing a certain direction um, they like the I think the southern and west sides uh, specifically beautiful animal so uh, the timber rattler, rattlesnake will be one of our senators tonight. Um, you know, one of the other political positions that most people don't uh, really think about that is often elected a lot of places is the sheriff. And, you know, I was trying to think today of, uh, of a species that we, we might make, our, make the sheriff of our, our, little, uh, our little political uh, episode here. <clears throat> so um, since I'm here solo right now... Those of you who are watching, let's um, let's get in on those com comments here, and you can help us uh, figure out which uh, which species should end up being our our sheriff of our little uh, reptile town, or reptile country, even reptile towns. I mean, we could pick a sheriff for every one of our little neighborhoods. Um, I know, you know, Anthony mentioned the common snapper a little bit earlier, <clears throat> and so. <clears throat> Uh, right down the street here from from my headquarters, there's a uh, you know local pond, and the sheriff of that pond is definitely the common snapping common snapping turtle. Uh, Ooh, I like that. Common snapper comes out of there, patrols around, kind of chases some of the neighborhood kids away because they get scared of this big turtle, and goes and lays a nest, and then eventually comes back uh, comes back into the pond and just kind of hangs out there for a while. He makes one or two appearances every now and then. Typically, everybody's watching him, but not really getting too close. So, Common Snapper is the sheriff of my little my little lake down the street. And Anthony has rejoined us. Um, so, we did have somebody comment uh, uh, while I was here soloing on live chat. Tammy, who's actually um, one a uh, regular customer of ours. She's um, one of my favorite people in the world. Don't tell my wife. She'll get, she'll get upset. Um, Tammy was wondering if, uh, since, uh, we're in November, we've got a Minoria Impressa, um, on our calendar currently in 2016. And she, she said, I always think it would be cool to see a little more info on some of these, uh, species. And, uh, so, <clears throat> so Minoria Impressa is a, is a tropical tortoise. So, um, you're, you're talking a, a bit of a different environment and a different diet than what you normally think of with, with tortoises. They'll, um, it's my understanding they'll eat um, they'll eat carrion as you know instead of just an herbivorous type diet, and um, they're really a fascinating uh, tropical tortoise. And so again, when you think tropical, I mean we already know tortoises need plenty of humidity and they tend to live in microclimate climates. Uh, you throw tropical into that, and we're talking even more uh, humidity in the climate. I so figured Tammy bit. would have been asking about my beard. What was that? I figured that Tammy would have been asking about my beard because it's November. She started with the, the, the intro, it's November. So I thought she was going to say, is that why Anthony's beard looks so tremendous? And uh, <laughs> yes. yes, it is. It is why. No, and November. You won't see it 
you won't see it in the December show because I'll I'll shave it by then. But but by the end of this month, you better believe it'll be on and popping for sure. Yeah. All right. So um, I managed to make it through solo. Uh, I'm not sure how I did it. It's the first time I've ever <laughs> you blacked, had to do that. You so, blacked uh, out. You blacked Anthony, out. Anthony, you'll have to go back and watch the video and, and see how I did. Um, it was a struggle at first, uh, but then I, I think I, I picked it up a little bit. So now that, now that you're back with us, why don't you pick up where you were in that story before it went? And you I would love to. It, it would. I'd be honored to. So, so anyway, my mother says make the honor roll or, or, and you'll get a tattoo. So I do make the honor roll. So now she's got to not lose respect from her son by basically blatantly lying to him and has to uh, make good on her promise. So you have to understand that as a 14-year-old, as a I'm six foot eight with a full beard and a size 18 shoe. This, is, this should not be that much of a problem. So she takes me to the tattoo parlor with money in hand, ready to make the appointment. And the guy says, how old is he? She says, of course, like any respectable mother would. He's 17. And uh, then he says, that's great. That's perfect. Just next time comes in, either bring his birth certificate or his ID, and we'll hook him up. So she says, okay, great. Trying to think, you know, what the heck am I going to do? So she makes me a fake birth certificate using a typewriter. And you know how it has like a state seal on it that's like real that you can't make? make up like on your birth certificate. She uses the emblem indent of a of the Cadillac emblem on the owner's manual for a, a 1993 Cadillac. And <clears throat> not to date myself, okay, the car was already old when she did that. And um, takes that with me to the DMV and gets me a real fake ID, which we then take to get the tattoo. And people always ask me, I really wish I could have found that ID because I could have had a lot of fun. Next year when I turned 15, I actually turned 18 on the ID. And when I turned 18, the ID would have said that I was turning 21. So unfortunately, I missed the boat on that. Uh, could never find it. She probably burned it or something. But bottom line is my mother took me to the DMV and basically really like falsified information so that I could go and get a tattoo. And I love her for it. And I'll tell you something else parents of the world out there. I'm a parent now and I think about this stuff all the time. I was a good student from that moment on. I don't know why, it just changed it. I love the story, I told everyone, probably embarrassed my mother a lot, but like sh that really meant a lot to me that she kept a word and I am one tattoo richer for the whole experience and um, I, she's, she's, she should be proud. I know I am, that's the story. Uh, funny story. I, in fact, I've known Anthony for for years. Uh, we've known each other in person for at least six years now, if not, yeah, I think about six years. And um, and you know, I've known him online even longer than that. And that's the uh, um, what a, a few weeks ago was the first time I actually heard about that story. And so, <laughs> Tammy is now saying she needs to see evidence or it didn't happen. So roll oh. up that sleeve. See, I talked about the beard. I was, I was a little internet flirting there. That was terrific. All right, ties coming off. This is the worst tattoo ever. It's such, it's such a tattoo that a fourteen-year-old would get. This is bad. Oh God, I'm so embarrassed right now. And it had to be, it had to be the episode when I wore a shirt and tie. 
Uh, it oh. makes it makes taking it off even even more enjoyable. Can you see it? <laughs> you know, for our audience, uh, it's kind of blurry there, Anthony, but it's there. It's a little basketball it? dude. It's the worst tattoo ever. It's horrible. Can't make this stuff up. <clears throat> Damn, I'm looking kind of brolic today. <clears throat> Just saying. So now I'll just tie my tie for everyone too. So this this is also not only is this a, a podcast about turtles and reptiles, but it's also a how to tie a double Windsor knot. Um, you tutorial. must have a long and thinner tie to be able to do a double Windsor without it being like. No, I, I just wear my pants up above my belly button. That's how I that's how I make up for it. <laughs> Sorry, See, everyone. My ties are too thick to tie a double Windsor. It ends up with this literally a giant sized knot. Sorry for all of our 13 and 14 year old viewers. We're, that was some that was some grown man humor for you. Just saying. <laughs> I've got one more elected position that I um, yeah. Go for it. Go for it. We've got some time. So, so um, I think for like city manager because that's something that actually happens. Um, oh yeah, we have a township commissioner or not commissioner a township. Uh, I can't remember his name, but yeah. But we don't have townships. Well, we have townships and we have we have boroughs and we have towns and cities and we have all sorts of different things because we've got yeah, rural you guys spaces. And... We're, we're little and easy. But in my, in my made-up state that doesn't exist except in my mind, we have a city manager and we have met several city managers in the cities and one of the city managers needs to be the Italian wall lizard or I, – see, see, I know the Latin for the turtles. I'm going to try to read this just because – just because I'll never read it again in my entire life, especially out loud. Podarchus, podar, podarsis, sicula, podarsis sicula, which is the Italian wall lizard. How cool is that thing? So here's the story with them. So these guys are actually invasive, and they they live like in New York City, like. What? Can you imagine that thing in New York City? So, like, I go on vacation and go to Florida, and there's, like, little green anoles and everything and ground anoles and whatever else. And it's like, oh, my gosh, this is so cool. Look at all these little lizards. I wish these were, like, in Connecticut. These Italian wall lizards are in Connecticut, and they're in New York City, and they're in other metropolitan areas and, and other areas where they don't uh, – where they shouldn't be. And they're actually like extremely invasive and do extremely well in areas where they are not from. So they're in, um, they're also in um, Greenwich, Connecticut, which is where um, it's like the rich part of Connecticut. And it's right on the, it's, it's the little um, part of Connecticut that kind of juts out on the map and is right next to New York and very close to the city. So not surprising necessarily that they're in those two spots. Um, probably the same person, the same scoundrel, uh, responsible for both, for both of those invasive, uh, placements, but a really cool looking lizard. I'd love to see them. I'd love to make a video about that. We should do that, Steve. We should be lizard people for one day. I, I like lizards. I find them fascinating. I used to keep some anoles. There are, there's something about some lizards that I really like, and that one's really, really attractive. But there are definitely some lizards I'm, I'm a big fan of. 
big fan. Um, yes. So apparently, by the way, your new nickname is Cadillac. And because you're the biggest of Cadillacs, I'm going to call you Cadillac Escalade. And uh, that, that's a shout out to Tammy again, um, who's rocking our, our chat board over here I'm, as well. I'm excited. And uh, another viewer named Krista says, you need to get a tattoo that, uh, of our Turtle Room logo. That's true. I really do. I, I feel like just, I'm saving that one. The turtle and the circle. I'm sa yeah. I'm saving that one for my forehead. I think because my forehead's so big, something needs to go there, right? <laughs> I mean, honestly, I can't just leave this forehead as is. Something needs to go there. You know what I mean? But yeah, I, I'm to gonna wait. Get it on the top of your head. Oh, good point. I could do like a Bam Bam Bigelow. That's a good idea. That's a really good idea. I didn't think and, about that. And, but for Shannon, in case she ever sees this, by good idea. I hope Anthony's joking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm in, man. I'm all in. All right. So I'm all in. You know, before before we we hang up on this episode, you know, especially since we're talking about reptiles being, uh, you know, our our political figures, we need to toss some candidates out there for our a reptile president. <clears throat> and like, like honestly, if we're we're talking about North American turtles, are we though? Are we? Well, we're not, not necessarily. But I'm saying that's why I said if, if All you right. bring up a North American turtle as a possible candidate for our president, which one is right? Is, we've, is we've never more regal, had more more seemingly more wise than the North American wood turtle. Considered some by some to be the brightest uh, of all turtle species, as far as in the head goes. You know, most intelligent. Yeah, I could see that. Like, like if there was a movie like, like you know, like ants, like like starring Woody Allen, and Woody Allen is like the readier slider, who's like part of the shipment from Louisiana, and then like there's snapping turtles, and like they're like like Dwayne the Rock Johnson plays a snapping turtle. I could see the president being a wood turtle. I could see that. No doubt. Oh, there's some handsome fellas. Yeah. There's yeah. see here's here here's one of those handsome fellas. Oh, I I was talking about you, but I am not in right. here. Yeah, you are. I just saw you. Oh, oh yeah, there I am, and there you are. That's right. Yeah. We are we are stuck yeah. down there. Look at that. Yeah. We should we showed everybody some of these pictures back in, in our May episode, but honestly, I can't get over like this picture at all. Th yeah, this is a hatchling wood turtle from the wild. So Very cool. presidential. Um, so Dead Snake Skate uh, says uh, he, he's voting for Macrocles 2016. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, Good for I, you. I'd pick the alligator snapper over, over Donald or Hillary any day. Just saying. Yeah. And only slightly more than Ross Perot. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> True, '90s reference. '90s reference. And how cool is it that our that our first two comments came from fe females? I didn't know any females watched the show. That's terrific. I don't know if they were our first two, but you know, first two um, of the night. I mean, first two of tonight. Oh yeah, you know, I don't mean our first two comments. We get, first we get plenty list, of comments. But... We get plenty of comments. Yeah, we're we're big time. Yeah, of course. It's great. I don't know. I I feel maybe I feel like. With with like um, 
with with some of these positions you'd want to you'd want to throw some of the you know popular the bearded dragon or or the 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 ball python um ball python maybe maybe that's our first our first african president uh the ball python um python regis of course the the royal python would it um, <clears throat> I don't know. I see. I I think with the ball python, you'd have to worry about it morphing into whatever people want to see. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> tough to rule. Tough to rule the country from plastic tub with a lid on it. <laughs> That's true. I've always said that. <laughs> oh man. That's you know, good. and of course, of course, the leopard geckos right in right in the in the same boat yep. as the ball yep. python. Yep, for sure. Yeah, albeit a smaller say, container. When when you were talking about lizards, I, I actually was a ball python. I mean, a um, a bearded dragon breeder. I don't know if a lot of people know that, but I actually at one point had nineteen bearded dragons in my breeding colony, and um, became a little bit. Uh, it became a little much, and I've always remembered that with my turtle endeavors that you gotta. Got to take it slow, like the turtle. That's a turtle moving. Looks like a hermit crab. Steve, are you with me? I am. I am. Do you like I my hermit to crab? I respond to a comment. Do you like my hermit crab? I do. It's a really good hermit crab. Impression. How do you feel about hermit crabs on a scale of 1 to 10? Um, 5. Hmm. Oh, yeah. and our 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 uh, new friend Kevin Minto says um, the the Gila monster should be our president. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, that that's actually a really good one. So so right now we've got North American wood turtle, we've got alligator snapping turtle, and we've got the Gila monster. Uh, listen though, listen, Kevin, I'm gonna I'm gonna burst your bubble right here, pal. Okay, I'm gonna be like Mike Francesa and Mike and Mike. I mean, uh, that's not Mike and Mike. Mike Francesa on the fan, where when callers call in and he just basically kills their dreams. So get ready for your dreams to be killed. Uh, it wouldn't work because this day and age, you gotta you gotta plan for your president to be part of at least one scandal, probably sexual. And when the Gila monster is making out with interns, it's it's gonna turn into a bigger deal because that saliva is gonna get him in trouble. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Gila monster having kind of venom in their saliva, uh, that's not going to go well. Miss Lewinsky wouldn't have wouldn't have lasted long if if Bill was a Gila monster. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, we also have have a uh, have a nomination for crested gecko. The crested gecko? Yeah. Is that Redacolus? I think that's Redacolus. I can that's never remember. That's a scientific gecko genus, Latin genus off the old noggin. I, I think I'm probably wrong, but listen, we're turtle people, so so don't don't hate us. But yeah, they're they're terrific. They're, t I mean, they kind of you know they sit around a little bit for my taste, but that could be presidential, Air Force One just hanging out, stuck to some glass. But um, they're really beautiful. Very no beautiful. doubt. Yeah, they got the camouflage in. Maybe that should be a military elected military official too. They got and the and, uh, and Kevin says he could have a racketeering scandal. Yeah, that's not bad. From uh, he 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 came up in the desert 
<laughs> Take you out to the desert, put you in a hole. And uh, Dead Snake Skate says, um, along with McCrockley's as president, his vice president would be um, one of my favorites, Grathamus Barbary. Oh my gosh! What are you? Are you sure you're not this this dead snake fellow? Is that not you? Nobody knows those Graptomus species. Nobody likes map turtles, do they? Oh man, I love my barber's maps, man. Oh, and those girls are getting big. <laughs> you remind me. There's a there's a video of of this guy like going wild on Tosh.0, this guy going wild when there's a train going by and he's like, Oh my gosh. And it like toots its horn. And he like, absolutely like has like a muscle spasm. Like he's like, he's, he's freaking out. He absolutely reminds me of us with turtles. I think about that all the time. Like if people watched us talking about turtles for an hour, hour and a half, but if like just show up at Chris Leone's house and we go down there together, like, for seven hours and we talk about turtles and don't even stop I, to breathe. I'm, I'm sure there are people here who probably love to be a fly on the wall for that conversation. Oh, we have fun. Oh, we do. We have a blast. Oh, man. Really do. But you yeah, know, it's, and, it's funny how much of a nerd you are, especially, but I'm nerd. I'm a nerd too, but you're especially. Yeah. Nerd. I'm, I'm a special kind of nerd. <laughs> uh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a music nerd. I'm a sports nerd. I'm a turtle nerd. And I'm a math teacher, which makes me a nerd there too, probably. So you should have these glasses, but with tape in the middle. I'm not that much of a nerd. See, if I wasn't, if I didn't have the sports and music part in there, you might throw that out there, but you know. <laughs> and you know, Dead uh, Dead Snake Skate pitches uh, another um, another. Uh, uh, he's pitching for for McCrockley's and Barbary. He said he's he's around them in the wild all the time. They accept no bribes or donations from special interest. So you know, he's he's really getting me on board with that McCrockley's Barbary ticket. <laughs> That's terrific. That's terrific. Barber's map turtle. I think yeah. I mean, why not? You know, come. It's like the new LeBron ad campaign with Nike. Like, come out of nowhere. Like, why not? They're great. They're great species. I mean, you wouldn't think of them first, but why not? Why not them? Why not now? You know right. what I mean? We need. We need change. We we need non. We, we need. need change. <laughs> <laughs> we need. We need. Uh, non um oh shoot now the word just went out of my head again um <laughs> you're welcome non-establishment candidates and Murakrocoli's barbary is a non-establishment candidate yeah. we want to put the system on trial yeah i agree well you you got my vote i'm writing in graptimus barbari tomorrow at the poll 6 a.m so and, you know, I, I, I mentioned these when I was talking to Anthony earlier on the phone, and I thought I, thought I was going to throw them out here at some point. This is a marbled salamander. Just how cool is that? By the way, and I, really love, cool. I love this, count, this camera. And, and, by the way, the camera that took these pictures was donated to the Turtle Room by our, uh, our good friend and partner, Andrew Hermes, uh, and his uh, Arizona tortoise compound business. So some of these pictures from our surveys here in Pennsylvania have come thanks to this camera. Marbled salamanders are so cool. 
Um, you know, I want him in my cabinet. That's for sure. Like literally, you you took that salamander home and put it in a cabinet. No, I I mean I want my president to put him on the cabinet. I was just kidding. I, I know that the I know that the president has a cabinet as well. And it probably has all sorts of goodies in it. But what was that from one of the surveys? Yeah, um, the, that was when we were at Swatara uh, on Saturday in September. There Great. we saw more than half a dozen salamander species. There's probably more than that native into the into the park. When you get to see that site for the first time in person, you are going to love it, man. That's so cool. We have a, a spot here in my hometown where there's four species. There's uh, well, there's five, but but really notable marble. There's spotted salamander, but there's also blue spotted and Jefferson salamanders, and this blue spotted and Jefferson hybridized. So it's really cool. You'll see sometimes you'll see some that look more one way and some that look more the other, and then some that look you know really in between where it's difficult to tell. Uh, what's going on but it's very very interesting and and they're rare here in the state so the um the state wants to know wants you to fill out a form when you find them here i still haven't done that but i have found them right here in my old hometown from my hometown to steve's <coughs> cabinet right there for you you know yeah well do so remember for yeah i have to be honest for a last minute hey it's only the two of us and yeah. for me trying to go solo for a few minutes, that's an hour that just flew by. It's I know. Gone. I know. I know. Uh, Feel free to, to pat yourself on the back. Time flies when you're frantically trying to get back onto a live broadcast. I, I always say does. that. Too. I, I, was, I was like, literally, I'm like, crap, what just happened? I think he's so gone. And, so you know, bad. sometimes you freeze, and I think you might not have a connection, but you're still talking, and the audience can hear you. So then I was worried, wait a minute, maybe I'm talking over his story. And then right. he totally disappeared, and I'm like, well, I'm by myself, but at least I know I'm not talking over his story anymore. A little blue window came up that said that, like, your internet connectivity yeah. is gone. I, I said, oh, man. I've been in trouble on these broadcasts before, but I've never seen that. So I know I'm in real trouble right now. Well, I think that's a it's new not... little thing there to help you out. Thanks to the slight transfer to YouTube for these. Oh, so, cool. um, but man, yeah, that's it. That's an hour gone and we'll never get it back. No, but it was a fun hour. It was a fun and hour. Neither were all viewers. Anyone who watches this, you'll never get that hour back. Sorry to say. Nope. Hopefully uh, that's okay. okay okay with it yeah right so you know and you, you'll never get your vote back either remember that <laughs> that's great <laughs> that's you know really what great. enders, enders pierleone um what you need to be 35 right so you've got what four more years so yeah. um, so 20 um 2020 enders pierleone pierleone enders uh ticket we're not sure who's going to be president yet but let's do it I think I should be. I'm taller. Makes sense. Okay. We'll do it that way. <laughs> You're smarter. You're smarter. You should be the vice president. Yeah. So stay tuned, folks. We're coming. So um, anything to, 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 to add on in, in closing here tonight, Anthony? Um, yeah, I think um, try – to educate yourselves as much as possible. I think the election is a good time to mention that, but also 
with the situation we saw um, coming out of Myanmar and with the um, with the Chinese big-headed turtles. Such a sad story. Um, just try to educate yourself. Be sure about what you're buying. Be sure about what type of practices you're you're supporting. So buying animals from pet stores, buying animals that are recently poached or or you know, suspected to have been recently poached. I say pet stores just because, you know, people often say, well, I saved this animal from the pet store or I saved this animal that's a recent import. Well, really what you did was was just uh, support the process and support um, something that doesn't really need to be done anymore. So um, just keep it in mind and just try to educate yourself as much as possible. Uh, none of us know everything. I know very little, actually. I'm happy to admit that. And we all need to need to strive to be lifelong learners, especially when we're turtle people, because we we chose turtles, and their situation is rather dire sometimes. So we need to take that seriously and um, and appreciate the opportunity we have right now to be able to work with them and um, you know take it seriously and make them make them a priority in our lives if they if we are lucky enough, lucky enough to have them in our lives. So, um, you know, for those who weren't with us at the very beginning of the, of the episode, um, you know, Anthony mentioned the, the, the uh, Platy Sternin uh, confiscation. And so real quick, here it is again. Um, uh, three days ago, uh, 800 endangered uh, big-headed turtles were, were confiscated. And so TSA's Myanmar team is uh, working hard to get them, perform triage, get them back to health, and get them back to their homes in the wild. Um, so... Um, if you can, if you feel let, felt led to, um, <clears throat> you can find uh, the link to this newsletter on our Facebook page. Uh, you can also find some of these links on our Facebook page or TSA's Facebook page. You can show your support by contributing um, money to help them purchase materials for building enclosures, providing transportation, or emergency medical care. Um, and uh, we also want to remind you really quickly before we go once more about our 2017 uh, calendars. Uh, just like last year, part of the proceeds will go to the Turtle Survival Alliance here at the end of the year. Um, and uh, that money will go for the um, – to all the proceeds from these calendars will go to either the TSA or the Turtle Room. Uh, it, so it goes towards conservation and education pro, uh, programs, no matter which way it goes. Uh, some of it will, will be donating to TSA. Um, on December 31st, we'll take – you know. Uh, take how many calendars we've sold so far, multiply that by the amount of donation, and we'll send that right on over. So um, that was a fun episode of the podcast. Uh, this was episode 29, and I hope you like our little uh, kind of fun little name there, Her Politics. <clears throat> so um, nice. have a great evening. Uh, for Anthony and Amanda, who wasn't able to join us tonight, I'm Steve. Have a great night, uh, and uh, we'll see you again uh, on uh, – let me check the date. It is Monday, December 5th. Monday, December 5th will be episode 30, and uh, I believe we're supposed to have a special guest uh, with us that night yep. as well. So yep. um, join us again December 5th, uh, Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern. So, again, for Anthony, for Amanda, I'm Steve. Have a great night.